Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Careers that at one time had a lot of respect and people looked at them and said, oh, that's a, that's a good job right there. And uh, for one reason or another, they have uh, fallen by the wayside. And a great example of that would be, be perhaps a, a flight attendant was a time that it seemed like almost a luxurious job. Mm. Now you're basically a babysitter, babysitting very rude adults a lot of the time. But uh, critics, there was a time when you'd go to the newspaper and you'd read the entertainment critics about movies or television or food critics. Right. Uh, now everybody's a critic because on social media, everybody can chime in with their beliefs on what's good and what's not. Well, at one point, you know, like Siskel and Ebert were the be all and end all yeah. movie critics, right? Too, yeah. And they were influencers yeah. when it came to their opinions. And now, sink a movie. Yeah. Now influencers are a dime a dozen. Yeah, that's right. Uh, travel agents, another job that has been uh, greatly diminished by the internet. Although I will say this. If you're just booking like a, an all-inclusive somewhere or, the, yeah, you can do that relatively easy on your own. But when we uh, went to uh, Italy and there was a bunch of different stops and different cities and different hotels, and that's when a, a travel agent right. is perfect. Well, agents of all, all sorts, right? Like real estate agents now, yeah. they, they have online companies where you can sell your home through it. Mm. But there are a lot of intricacies mm-hmm. in in these dealings mm-hmm. and you know while uh, you don't necessarily need an agent to take you through a home you can basically do it online or book it yourself and walk through mm. when it comes to the actual purchase you might need that travel agents are, are are kind of the same way you're right you know yeah you there's websites that can get you a straight travel from one destination to another mm-hmm. easy enough to book that but if you're planning something with uh, a lot more intricate stops yep. and uh, having to book different you know, uh, travel options throughout, that, especially through Europe, right? Because mm-hmm. plane over there and a train or car, once you're there, yep. uh, you might want to have some help in that. And the thing, too, with real estate agents, and, and we learned this uh, in one of our moves, is lots of times, I mean, if you're, you know, it's uh, you're selling and it's just business and you bought this home, you lived in it for a few years, the market's really gone up, you want to cash out on that and move along, then okay, it, it, it gets done as a, as a business transaction. But many times with a home, it's, it's very emotional too. Like, you know, you and Adrian have been in the same home. You've raised your kids there. If by chance you end up selling one day, you know, the idea of selling and moving seems like pleasant enough or something you'd like to do. But the day that you uh, have an offer on your home and you realize you are leaving it. Like I remember, like for Maria and I, it happened really quickly. We had bought a house in Brampton that we thought we'd be in forever. And because of my work, that all of a sudden turned on a dime and we were leaving and, and heading out. And I mean, I was excited about the prospect of this new career, but and I, I hadn't really or we hadn't really spent a lot of time talking about the leaving of this home we had, you know, mm. loved and fallen for and thought, this is the home we're going to raise our kids in and we're going to stay here. And uh, so I remember sitting at our table with the agent And Maria got really kind of emotional about the idea of leaving, and the two of them had a nice conversation. And so lots of times, with I find anyhow, or or with this particular situation, with a real estate agent, not only are they the person moving the the deal along, but sometimes they're a shoulder to lean on. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, and and you know they're they're also a therapist in couples therapy. (laughs) Talk you down. Trying to you know. 
uh, find the balance yeah. between what two people want because right. you know it can be very different. Oh, sure. Or what you're willing to accept mm-hmm. in the home that you're looking at, right? Is it, who's going to find the perfect one that has everything that everybody wants? Right. But you got to find that measure of balance, and that can be their job, and it has to be frustrating at times. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's some agents who who have said. I, I don't care if you double my commission. <laughs> I'm done with you people. Uh, a chef, you know, Teddy Reader, a right. celebrity chef, he's admitted on the air how tough of a job it is. And it used to be almost very artistic in that you had a lot of freedom. Uh, but nowadays, if you're working for any chain restaurants, you just got to follow what the managers and wait staff and the uh, the upper uh, the upper management say. There's really uh, not a whole lot of creative freedom unless you're you know your own kind of guy well, doing your own sort of thing. And there was a time where you wouldn't question what the chef was doing, right. but now it's like, well, no, I don't. I'm gluten free, or <laughs> I, I you know would prefer less of this and that. And yeah. you, you know, with all the dietary restrictions that people have, chefs have to find a way to work around that and not get their ego crunched at the same time. I'd last one day. <laughs> it's a table with peanut allergies. Get the big bowl of peanuts out there. Um, and models. was it not, You'd look up the models on the runways. Oh, oh right. Wow, but now with Instagram, and everybody's a model. Gotcha. Anybody can be up there. There's your selfies and you're there. So careers that one time had a lot of respect and not so much anymore. Uh, radio announcers high on that list <laughs> yeah. as well as, as mentioned earlier. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody's impressed with our BS. <laughs> Let's discuss our eating habits. How you like to consume some stuff. We were talking last week about chili and then I read this a survey. On eating habits and questions on food preferences. Uh, so chili is the first question that was asked. Do you like your chili with or without beans? Uh, I've kind of only ever known chili with beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would too. say with. Yeah, Teddy Reader always goes on about how he likes it with just the meat. And I guess that is a thing. It's called a Texas chili. I've never had it either with just the meat. To me, it just seems like a, a, a sauce that you'd put over spaghetti when it's uh, just the meat and sauce. But it is a thing. Uh, most are like uh, you, Lucky, and myself included, beans with our chili. Um, when asked about salmon, how do you like it cooked? It can come in uh, different ways. You can have it cooked or you can have it as a lox, like on a bagel. Okay. Um, or raw, as in sushi. Uh, I would go with cooked for my preference mm-hmm. for salmon. Yeah, I'm not a huge salmon guy, but when it comes to it, it would be cooked. I guess out of all the meats, it's one of the, or out of all the fishes, it's one of the uh, healthier ones for you. Yes. And I would love to have more of it. I do like it, but the lovely Maria got some kind of allergy to it. Oh, an allergy yeah, to it. Yeah, okay. it seems to be, so we don't uh, have a lot of it. Like, but, the salmon has, like, of all the fish, a very distinct taste, mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. I think I would like it in the sushi. Okay. I, I do love sushi, so uh, are you a sushi guy? Yeah, I like yeah, sushi. Yeah. Um, chicken wings. You like them with a bone or without a bone? Well, I mean, here's the contention is that uh, uh, they'll call them boneless wings, but it's really an adult chicken nugget at that point, right? right? Yeah. Like we're trying to make ourselves feel a bit better about the fact that we've just ordered chicken nuggets with dipping sauce. Yeah, yeah. That's true. (laughs) If you really want chicken wings, it's got a bone in it. I I have such a love affair with buffalo sauce. Right. And, and, And last night we were coming home late, so we stopped and grabbed some fast food. And there's a sign, there's a fast food joint near me that is a... Big picture outside of their buffalo chicken sandwich. Okay. And it's just dripping buffalo sauce. And I literally am like, 
I'm drooling every time I look at it. It never appears like that. Though. No, no, it never does. Kelsey's for the longest time I remember. They used to have a really good uh, um, buffalo chicken sandwich. It might be one of my favorite after like a burger. Right. Burger always first. Now, is it, is it the heat that you want or just the, the flavor? That buffalo sauce flavor. Right, okay. I could drink it. You still loving the garlic parm? That's still your go-to? I do like that. Yeah. Although I will mix, uh, like Frank's buffalo mm-hmm. with, uh, ranch and kind of mix oh, that up good, together. That's and a good use move. that as a dipping sauce. It's that's fantastic. a good move. Look at you fancy pants. Uh huh. Uh, with your bread, you a white bread guy or a whole wheat kind of guy? Uh, I go back and forth. Yeah. It kind of depends on the meal. If I guess, if I'm having, uh, like, like eggs, mm. I'll usually have white okay. along with that. Yeah. Or certain sandwiches that take me back to my childhood. Sure. You know, if I'm going to have a PB and J, that's not, you know, you're not making, but I'm not making the healthiest options. Right. To me, going to whole wheat. Seems a little redundant. A little peanut butter is good for right, you. It's not bad for it's you. It's got a lot of sugar, I guess. But see, and now with with bread, do you always toast it or some like? Is I don't know how you'd even spread peanut butter on just plain bread. It all rips apart, doesn't it? Uh, no, you can get it on there oh, like yeah? a Wonder Bread, but uh, I normally toast anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm always a toast guy. I'm enjoying rye bread quite a bit these oh, days. Okay. It's, a, it's a, not a bread I ever think about unless you go to a diner and then they go, you want white, right. whole wheat, white or rye meats. Yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. Rye bread and smoked. Mm-mm. Lovely. Uh, coffee. Well, neither of us are really coffee drinkers, but when asked, uh, how do you like your coffee? Almost all say with cream and sugar. Right. And then, of course, black. When I do drink it, in the odd time I have it, it's usually black. I like it that way. Oh, you're not going for a, a four by four or a Gretzky? <laughs> a big cup of. <laughs> no, like. Cup of sugar and cream and a dash of coffee. <laughs> I like, I like my coffee like my ex-wife. Dark and murky. <laughs> All right, Lucky. Somebody is going to Kalamazoo, Michigan to see Greta Van Fleet. I got it. It is Chris Houghton. Hello. Christopher. Yes. How are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you? Good, thank you. What you up to? Just working. Yeah? Where do you work? Yeah. What do you do? Um, I work at uh, Costco. Nice. Oh, nice. How many of those hot dogs you put back a week? <laughs> I give up on that because I taste it for the rest of the day. <laughs> you know what Lucky's been bragging about recently? And this is, you can tell the sign uh, of a, a growing man with children. He's been bragging about his Costco pants. Right. He, he's been buying Costco pants like crazy. Like crazy. They're so comfy. Oh, the Kirkland? You mean the buffet pants or you mean the jeans? Uh, no, those, uh, the I buffet can't pants. What the hell buffet pants. <laughs> yeah, those great. are the stretchy ones. Yeah. <laughs> they are great. That is great. Chris, what's your favorite thing on the menu at Costco if you don't eat the hot dogs anymore? Um, kind of partial to the poutine. Oh, man, nothing wrong with that. I know, but that's like a once a month thing. Otherwise, yeah. you know, I feel that. Oh, so heavy. <laughs> Lucky could sidle up to that poutine oh, with the man. buffet pants on. Listen, uh, Chris, uh, you texted us February 19th at 7.06 p.m. It was quite dirty, uh, but it's somewhere in there. You did say Kalamazoo. And so we were looking at the Greta Van Fleet World Tour. They're stopping in Stockholm, Sweden, in Milan, Italy, Vienna, France, Cologne, Germany. Uh, but we're going to send you to Kalamazoo, Michigan. 
Oh, oh man, Chris, kick that, <laughs> kick that off the bucket list. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could tour a Costco in Kalamazoo. <laughs> Make your way over to Battle Creek. Maybe, uh, maybe over to Frankenmuth, taking right. a little Christmas. Oh, they actually they sell booze in the states. I might go get that one. There you, oh, that's right, Costco. That's there, right. right. So uh, you got a passport? You got a valid passport? I do. Beautiful. How's your uh, hitchhiking thumb? Does it work pretty good? That's nice on the 401. It's a little cold for my skirt, but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> That's all I'll get you there, courtesy of Vintage Vendors, uh, Monarch and Balin Ajax. they got some cash for you to help you get to, you, to Kalamazoo to see Greta Van Fleet. Congratulations, Chris. Awesome. Thank you. So, so go and turn every radio and stereo in, in Costco onto uh, to 94.9 The Rock. Make sure you blast it up quick, okay? Awesome. Will do. <laughs> Beautiful, Pally. All right, Chris, you enjoy fantastic. your trip, and uh, let us know how it uh, went when you get back. Thanks very much. That's awesome. Great news. On the line, Ted Reader for Holinda's Meets. Ted joins us. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Ted. How are you? Not too shabby. Um, Teddy, what we like to do nowadays is we like to give the Ted Reader Instagram food porn a spin. So we just kind of spin all the photos and have one land. And then we ask you about that. And today, after the big spin, we landed on some applewood smoked pork chops. Now they look amazing, mm-hmm. but what? A, and we'll talk about how you did those pork chops. But underneath the pork chops. Oh, I wanted to ask about. Yeah, this. I'm so intrigued by this because I've never made this. The only thing I, only time I ever knew of them is when you watch my cousin Vinny right. and the grits. But your white cheddar Herbie grits. Let's talk about that first. And how do we make grits? Well, grits is uh, another term for a lot of Canadians would be polenta. Okay, as okay. an Italian thing, yeah. They an Italian it. thing. Yeah. So with uh, with my grits recipe, um, let me think if I can give you the measurements right off the top. It was um, uh, three cups of, sorry, four cups of water mm-hmm. and one cup of milk. And about a cup and a half of uh, cornmeal. Okay. So you bring the the water and the milk up to the boil. You throw in a a, a big pinch of salt. You add in your cornmeal and you start to stir it and stir it and stir it and stir it. And you turn the heat down to low and you constantly, I'm I'm not using instant grits. Okay. Okay. So it kind of becomes like a porridge kind of. No self-respecting southerner uses instant grits. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Instant grits works great because in under three minutes you've got grits. Um, doing it the old way takes up upwards of 20 to 30 minutes and you're lots of stirring, lots of stirring and uh, to make sure you've got no lumps and that you cook the corn all the way through. Okay. And then right when it finishes, I hit it with a little bit of butter, some white cheddar cheese and an assortment of chopped fresh herbs, thyme, parsley, dill, whatever you got, a little bit of green onion. Season it with a little extra salt and pepper and that's what you got. And just let them sit. You don't want them to be um, thick and gluey. You want them to be a little bit thinner. And so uh, like a nice porridge. I always thought grits were more like a like a broken up hash brown. Like the, it was like more of a potato, but the consistency of a hash brown. But I guess it's not. It's the polenta. It's the cornmeal. It's like polenta, man. Yeah. That was okay. it. And then we did the, I did uh, applewood smoked uh, pork chops. So a nice, uh, these were about one and a half inch thick pork chops, bone in, and um, nice set of marbling. 
And then uh, I season those with a little bit of my bone dust steak spice. And if you'd like, you can soak those uh, pork chops in a little bit of apple cider overnight. Oh, okay. Mm. Nice idea. Because okay. they're so lean, too, right? you gotta be, you got to make sure you keep them moist when you grill them. I like to look for you know, from from the loin buying up on the butt end of it, where there's a little bit more internal fat and marbling, so you get a, a more tender and juicy pork chop from there. And and really, when it comes to the pork chop, Ted, it's one of those things where uh, maybe the misnomer is you can't have any pink. It's got to be you know grilled to a crisp in order to do it. There's a lot of people who just fear eating pork for those reasons, but. Uh, a good meat thermometer is is the key here, right? Exactly, and you're and you're looking for an internal temperature of around 155 to 160 degrees. And if you uh, if you want to take them to super super tender, and you you go all the way up to like 180, and they'll just fall right off the bone. Oh, okay. Okay, but and you need more of a liquid for that as a braise and a, and a and a little bit of oven cook there. But for me, it was a smoke. I did a hot smoke at about 325 degrees. I used applewood, uh, did it indirect, ran it for about uh, 30, 35 minutes with a with a nice punch of that smoke, mm. and then moved it over and put it onto the direct heat and gave it a quick sear finish it off and that was it and ted I guess another key with the pork chop would be your butcher right go to a hollandaise meats get one that's like a thick cut because when you buy them in the cellophane they're usually you know like a half inch thick really pressed down yeah yeah you want a nice thick cut uh thick cut pork chop uh less chance of overcooking it and with those thin cut pork chops you know what mom used to do, hmm. cream of mushroom soup. Right. It works really great. Yeah. <laughs> now, oh, Ted, i got to mention this. So I took your uh, advice, and we talked a while back about chicken breasts and how you would uh, slice uh, about an inch or so into the breast. Uh, and then you used a, a mayonnaise, I believe, if, if I'm correct, and you barbecued them, and they were terrifically moist. Well, I did the same thing, only I made like kind of a Mediterranean uh, marinade, olive oil and lemon and, and this type of thing. And I was always concerned with chicken about slicing into it because I thought, again, like pork, it can dry out really easily. And I thought slicing into it is going to cause the juices to, to drip out from the meat. But it did the exact opposite. I let it marinate uh, with the slices, so the uh, the uh, marinade got into the into the uh, into the slices. And then when I when I cooked it, it turned out great. Beautiful. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. You know, the more you do it, the better it tastes. Yeah. It was. It was actually, makes perfect. Yep. Hey Ted, I think you know what you're talking about, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Some days. It's not all just BS with you. You're actually on to something here. <laughs> yeah, we work at it. Yeah. All right, Teddy. If people want to talk grilling, how do they get a hold of you, pal? You'll find me in the social media world at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, the joint. I was just watching this um, this uh, YouTube video, the history of Canada's Wonderland. Okay. And the story of how it got built and and, um, and just the whole process it went through. Interesting little note about it. When the uh, land was bought, it was 370 acres that was purchased uh, right beside the newly formed 400 Highway. <laughs> um, 370 acres in uh, Maple up there around Jane and Rutherford and all of that. The, uh, the entire land purchase, 370 acres in Maple, 
2.5 million. Wow. You can't buy a house in Maple. <laughs> That's right. One house for 2.5 million. And I remember when it was being built, my dad somehow knew somebody involved and he ended up getting a tour. And you know, back then, you had no access to the internet. You knew nothing, but you heard about this magical place with this big, massive mountain that was going to be built. And people were going to be diving off the top of it. Right. You could go inside the mountain. And it, was, it just seemed all too, you know, because really the, uh, the, the the people of Toronto, the greater Toronto area, they were really underserved when it came to amusement parks. You had like three weeks of the X. Right. And you had like Ontario Place. If you wanted to at go the to time, yeah, yeah you had the train at Centerville too, around the yeah. island. Yeah, that was fun. Right, you know, once in your home, uh, and or you could go down to like Marineland or whatever yeah, in Niagara Falls. Much. That was pretty much it. So this thing coming and being built was, it was such a, a big deal. And I, I remember after it was all built that first summer, I think me and my friends, like within about two or three days of it opening, uh, talked my dad into driving us up early in the morning. And back then, because I think the road in was still probably just a lane in and a lane out, it took like two hours just to get into the parking <laughs> lot. And the place was so rammed, we couldn't get on any rides. And, of course, back then you didn't have cell phones. So by the time my dad had left Maple and got back to Brampton, <laughs> we had found a pay phone and had given up and called him <laughs> to come back and get us. But uh, <laughs> There was no swearing involved with that oh, for not him, at I'm all. sure. Not at all. But uh, well, I remember, because I grew up in the East End, yeah. that you know you could either take, like, basically steals. Right. Like, across a to the 400 mm. and all the way up, or you're taking the 401. And it always seemed like it was so long yeah. a drive. Like, from the 401 up to Wonderland was forever. Mm-hmm. You know, now you beam across the 407, you jump on, and it's right there. You know, yeah. the mall first and then it. And it's almost like that mountain, which seems so high. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, off in the distance, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You, know, you would see it approaching as you drove up. You know, Magical. Now, now, as you look between the condo towers in North York, you say, oh, there it is. It's like a pimple now. Dwarfed. Yeah. No, it really was an exciting thing. And, and I just have so many fond memories of Wonderland. You know, from the time I was about... 14, 13, 14, somewhere in there. Well, you know, my birthday's in July, so every you summer. Work there or something like that? Uh, no, no, or I didn't just, work you there. You went to the Kingswood Theater? Oh, we saw a ton of concerts at the Kingswood Music Theater. And but funny, I was, uh, I think it was like a Bob Seeger show or something we saw there. And he was set to go on, but it was the same night as the Knights of Fire. Remember they do the, the oh, fireworks? Right, yeah. He didn't want to go on because it set the fireworks up off the mountain, right? He didn't want to go on because he didn't want the audience to be distracted by the fireworks while he was so he waited till the fireworks were done so he didn't go on till late and he played late <laughs> and of course in around that time a lot of homes had been built up in the area right so there was now noise uh, orders right you couldn't have music playing at till uh, like after 11 o'clock and i think he went to like one in the morning it was kind of like the uh the end of the kingswood music theater because you just could not have these live performances all the time in what had become a, a residential area. But, yeah, every summer we'd, I'd get a season's past as like an early uh, birthday gift, and we would just be there endlessly just trying to pick up girls. That's the only reason we <laughs> <laughs> never picked up anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I picked up a, a foot uh, fungus from the water park. That's all I ever got. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.